welcome to another, I guess, our second edition of The Word with Jeff and Robin Pruitt. How you doing, baby? I'm doing great. Yeah? Feeling good. How about you? Looking fresh. I feel pretty good, yeah. yeah. Look like you might even have had your hair done today. Well, Possibly. You know, <laughs> I'm not going to, we, we won't talk about uh, gray hair and color and all that kind of stuff, but thank you, Jesus, for my, for my, uh, amazing magician of a girl so yeah she's pretty good i told her i told i said right before the, this broadcast i said i got questions for you five four three two one <laughs> that was it <laughs> well and and how you're doing your surgery everything's uh, everything's good healing. they had uh put it's a pretty interesting procedure how it all works out but basically they get there's five incisions they go in there lathroscopically and i'm thinking oh five incisions no big deal i'll take an aspirin afterwards i'll be fine and it was like three days of oh <laughs> you know and they and that was with pain medication so it was a little more of a process than i thought but uh it actually healed up pretty fast pretty good then i ended up getting a, a cold which is the reason why we weren't able to do last week's broadcast because I obviously had pain in my abdomen, and then I'm coughing at the same time, and so that was creating more issues, and then I didn't want to be, it was uncontrollable when, when I was coughing, so I didn't want to be coughing on set and all that kind of stuff. And, and you were a very good <clears throat> patient with uh, surgery. I manned up. Yeah, you did, but you, you made up for it with the cold. Yeah, the you, cold was you a totally. Bit, I'm a little bit of a baby. Down on that one, so. I, I take the deep stuff, the hard stuff, but the colds, I just, I'm just like, God, just take me home. <laughs> I hate colds. I, don't, and I, I hate being down. But you held it. You held the fort down. You did f phenomenal last Sunday at church. I heard it was all great and good news. Uh, people are saying it was really great word, and and so that was good news for me to hear. Um, thank you for doing that. Appreciate that very much. You should have done the broadcast last week without me. I know. Well, I, because somebody was being a bit of a baby so well you was, could have done you could have I, done it I could, yeah it was well it was a last minute thing that that um truth is she feels a little insecure by herself doing it by herself because she's like they want to hear you they're going to be disappointed because you're not there and i try to tell so them all quiet. the time on your behalf that that's not true i'm so quiet shy and i don't have much to say oh whatever so. whatever <laughs> So we've been talking about the mind, yeah. and that, that was two weeks ago we started the process talking about the mind. It's pretty fascinating, the stuff that the, that the Word has to say about it. The Word has a ton to say about the brain, the right. natural part of how our brain operates, probably more, uh, that's more the scientific part of it, but God put that process in us. But then also the, the spiritual part about how to change your life. You can literally change your life. Matter of fact, you know what? I wasn't going to do this, but I'm going to do it real quick. Just um, uh, I'm going to look over Romans chapter 12 real quick. I was not going to do this, but I, I, I like the way this kind of sets things up. Romans chapter 12, verse number 2. <clears throat> uh, I think it is 2, 1, 2, 1. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercy of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Now, we we, we have not talked about what we're going to share um, uh, maybe over lunch we did talk about a couple things, but but um, I don't want to get deep into this. But the Bible says, "Don't be conformed," which means to fashion alike in one one's inner na nature. So it's not the outward look that the Bible's talking about, you know, like earrings and fashion and that kind of thing. It's talking about being fashioned inside, like the world, or carrying the world's concepts, thought concepts right. that the world puts inside of us. We need to live higher and above all of that, and. Um, 
it says, but be transformed. So there is, the good news is, if you want your life to change, God puts in his word how to change your life. You don't change it because God loves you so much. He does love you so much. You don't change it because the good news is Jesus went to the cross and you're now uh, born again. You get to go to heaven. Thank God you'll live another 70 years. You get to go to heaven after that. But truthfully, you change because you you do you take the energy and the time and the discipline to renew your mind. Transformation comes by the renewing of your mind to prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. What do you think about that? Renewing your mind. <clears throat> you know, science is catching up to finally what the Word of God has been saying this whole entire time, and that is that that transform transformation of the renewing of your yes. mind and how important it really is. Yes. Because everything in our body is connected to that mind and you know we would if we get in that place and we've talked about this many times where you know we're like um you know you're like well i'm italian so therefore you know i'm gonna right. be this way right. and and we can we can even narrow that down and you know because i was born on this side of the tracks you know we used to call it Therefore, this is how I think, and this is how I am, and this is how my life is set to be. Maybe it's, um, you know, you were brought up without a father, so now this is how my life is. And the truth is, cult you're saying it's culturally speaking, how we were brought up, the color of our skin, right. our background, ethnic, whatever. Right. Uh, and there's truth to that. If you think that way, exactly. if you believe that way. We, Your life connects to that. We blame everything on biology. We blame everything on our surrounding. We blame everything on what has happened to us, whether mm -hmm. it's been abuse or whether it's been neglect or whatever it is that we have gone through in life. Mm -hmm. um, we say, well, this is how it's supposed to be. And we think this way, uh, honestly, because... Probably our parents thought this way, grandparents thought this way, great grandparents thought this way. Yeah. So that is how we, you know, we fashion. You know, it's it's like when we look at somebody, and you know, like a you know a family or something like that. And we're like, how do they, you know, how are they so happy and so loving? And it seems like they're so successful and they're all this and that. And and you look at them and you go, how is that? you know, attainable. That's just, you know, that's just the way they were brought up. That's just their life. They probably always had money. They probably always had this. But honestly, it comes down to the fact that you can change the situation that you're in right now, whatever it is, it can be transformed if you renew this mind. Well, thoughts have essence. That's been proven out scientifically. That's a fact. They do. So what, the, and the Bible says that. For right. as a man thinks, or his thought life is, um, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So in other words, your thoughts are essence, which become the image of who you are. And what's interesting to me is that God already told us what our image is to be in his word. Now, there are details to that image and there's tastes and likes and dislikes and who we really are. I mean, there's a DNA that who we are, but, but overall we're made in the image of right. God. So for us to have all these different limitations of what we can and cannot do based on our surroundings or our culture, culture, or even our church or our city or whatever, um, it's just not true. It, we don't have to limit ourselves to that because we've, right. we've been made much higher than that in the image of God himself. And that's how we were born. Right. We have learned all that's these right. things. That's right. It's a learned we behavior. We have learned bitterness. We've <clears throat> learned 
hatred. We have learned doubt mm-hmm. and unbelief. And, you know, and that's why, oh my gosh, we can't, we can't get on this subject right now, but that's why, you know, what is happening to our children today Yeah, and the things that they are being taught and mm. inundated, it is it, mm. those things. If we don't help them capture their thought life, if we don't help, help them with the word of God, telling them through the word of God, who they are, they're going to believe all this stuff that they're being told. And I wanted you to continue with that thought, but prophetically speaking, God is dealing with the children. This is what's been going on. The more I pray about it, the more I I, I think about it, the more I see God is dealing with children. And in in the sense that he's wanting to set the children free. You know, kids need to be kids. We got kids growing up way too fast and it's cute and we see that it's funny and all that kind of stuff. But the truth is a kid needs to be, still needs to be a kid and 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 then of course we have sexual predators and the stuff that's coming out right now with pedophilia and trying to this this, this sense of trying to normalize uh the, the sick and depraved behaviors god is putting a stop to this prophetically speaking i'm not going to make this program about that but i'm i'm saying watch the days ahead ahead of what god's about to do he's going to expose the pedophiles and the stuff that's right. been going on and we may be shocked what we hear about in the future in the in news reports but one of the things is that just a, a real quick commercial uh, in prayer several weeks ago before we went to surgery actually with the elders and I told you about this and it's something that's in deep, deep in my heart but I, I had a vision and in the vision I told the guys this is during prayer so this is what I had I saw us doing honey a city wide check this out guys a city wide for the city of Milwaukee or Milwaukee County even um, child dedication mm-hmm. for everybody I'm talking about any kids that don't know the God parents that don't know God people want their children to be safe and we serve a God who loves them and will keep them safe and I saw us having some sort of event we're not inviting just children into our from our church to be dedicated which we do monthly but now then having a citywide thing you don't be a member of our church maybe we'll do it off campus I don't know how we do it on campus whatever I don't even know how we do it yet but pray about that folks because I see God saying I need you to do this son because I need to protect these kids so anyways, I throw that right. throw that in there. And and that's why, listen, that's why getting this mind of ours renewed is so important yeah. because <clears throat> you know, so we have to understand we don't want our children to have to go through what we've right, gone through. Right, right, right. We don't want them to have to deal with the same mental issues and, you know, uh, insecurities and fears Mm. and worries and torments that we have gone Mm -hmm. through and we will pass it down to them it's a mirror image it It becomes a mirror image exactly because you can't help it if you don't deal with it and let me you know and here's the thing about the mind Mm -hmm. if you you're going to think about something so you know you don't you've got to deal with some things it's you can't just you know well i'm just going to push that thought down and i'm never going to think about it right the problem is is that you start thinking about how to not think about it. So you're always going to think, think about, about something. Right. We've got to get this mind under control. We've got to get this mind transformed so that our life can be transformed. So therefore now with the with our mm. children, our grandchildren, with the people, mm-hmm. you know, in our families and friends and coworkers, whatever, we can help them. And because we don't have to be a victim of circumstances. Right. We don't have to just take every thought that comes in and says, 
and say, well, that's got to be truth. If it's not in the Word of God, then it's not truth. And mm. we've got to make sure that we're taking that thought. And the enemy wants to keep the power. He wants us to, to, to feel like we're powerless, like we're not able to change it, truth as we are. I think what we're getting to, and I need you, I, I know that there's a couple things over lunch we did talk about that I want you to get into. But I, I really feel like people need to understand that um, praying for God to change your life is not the correct way to do this. He said right here, and that's probably why the Holy Spirit had, had me led to go here. Uh, in Romans chapter 12, he said that you're transformed by the renewal of your mind. So it's an effort part on our on our side that by faith, we got to make um, a conscious decision, conscious decision to say, I'm going to rethink my life. I'm going to rethink or reevaluate my culture or or where I come from, or how I got to this place. Because everywhere, every, every place that we're at right now, the place that we're at right now, is because we thought it at some right. point. And it came, it's essence, and it came into being. So I just wanted to leave that there on the table, that 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 we can pray all day for God to change it, but the truth of the matter is, folks, it's up to us to make that, cha that right. change. Because sometimes we can't change the environment that we're in, yeah. but we can <clears throat> definitely change the way we think about those things. Right. And, um, you know, I... I remember, and, and honey, you remember this because actually it was, it was your idea to do it, and I was so grateful. Must have been a good idea. Um, it was a great idea. <laughs> and, um, but we, we had gone through a really difficult time in our lives, and where it was just like, all, it felt like just all hell just broke out in, you know, in, in so many areas of our life. And I was letting um, this root of unforgiveness begin to really mm -hmm. take root and grow. And I knew that and and you know, I knew that if I was if I wasn't going to deal with this thing head on, that I was going to let it grow in my life. And I knew just enough of uh, I'm, I'm talking about the mind. I just begin studying about the mind that if I didn't deal with this thing, it was going to take root and it was going to affect every area of my life, every mm. relationship of my life. So you said, honey, here's what, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to send you to a hotel for the night. Oh, yeah. That's right. And I want you to take 24 hours, and, and not for everything's just going to change magically in 24 hours, right. but I need you to take 24 hours where you shut yourself off to everything and everybody, and you've got, you've got to deal with some things here. And I remember going into that hotel room and I had made the pledge. I wasn't going to turn TV on. I wasn't going to get on my phone, but I had taken a journal. I had brought a couple books with me and I brought the word of God. And, you know, and maybe you can't go to a hotel, but you can, you know, you can definitely try this. And I put in paper those, whatever it is, whatever it was that I was dealing with, with unforgiveness, what I thought, what is the root of this bitterness that I'm feeling? Mm -hmm. What is this thing that is beginning to torment my brain? Because I was responding and I was talking a certain way that was not right. And I wrote that down. And then off of that, it was, it, it's called mind mapping. And off of that, I began to write, you know, specifically, what do I need to deal with to get rid of this root of unforgiveness? And when I got done, I had sheets of paper all over this bed and I had lines and arrows and, 
But I had to really get to that place of really thinking it through and saying, I have to capture every one of these thoughts. What are the thoughts that have been running through my brain? What is the thoughts that has made me feel this way? Because some of the things was out of my control. It happened to me. But I had to make the choice of but renewing my mind. in control of how you handled it, the What situations. I was in control of my attitude. Yeah. I was in control of my thought life. And I was in control right. of what was going to come out so of my mouth. So there is control. So I needed to put that down on paper and begin to pray and begin to find word over that thing, over those things, to so I could get set free. And it was so simple. That's why the Lord puts it in there. He says, you got to renew your mind. Yeah. It's so simple and it's doable. Right. Mm-hmm. And I walked out of that place, not totally like, wow, everything is roses and wonderful, but I got out with a game plan of mm-hmm. what my thought life was going to be. Mm-hmm. I came out knowing this is what I'm going to say. This is what I'm going to think. This is what needs to be renewed. This is what I'm going to, you know, I'm never going to think about again. And mm-hmm. in its place, I'm going to think about this. So it's so doable. Mm. No, you saw me turning. I, I'm not. I have nothing to say right now. Just go have ahead. You, okay. Keep preaching, girl. Preach. <laughs> well, you know, I'm what? just getting ready for the next thing I want to say You're, later. And it, it, because I also realized at that time too, um, was that physically, I could be affected by what I was thinking. I was something done wrong to me. Definitely. Could I put it on paper? This happened and that happened, and yes, it was wrong, and yes, it was hurtful, and yes, I had no ability to stop that thing. And I'm saying it because I know people are, you know, they're going to say, well, I was abused. I didn't, couldn't stop. I couldn't do this. Yes, those things happen. But you said control. Go back to, real quick just to the mind mapping thing mm-hmm. that you talked about because I'm, I'm sure someone said, what, what, what does that look like? I wish we had a piece of paper we could draw I on. I totally but, forgot. But just, just tell me, tell, tell them what it, the, what's the generalized look of it? I mean, I'm, I'm, I mean what does it look like what to does mind it look map? Like? Yeah. So what I did was I- People want to know that stuff. On a piece of paper, and I, I, I had brought lots of paper and big piece of paper. And in the middle, I just drew a It sounds circle. so new age. This is not it's new not, age. It's just, it's a, it's just it's, a thing. It's how you renew your mind. Out of the mind onto the paper. That's you can right. see it. So in the middle of the circle, I put in there unforgiveness. And I put in the people. or No, I put in unforgiveness. From there, I made little lines to other little circles. And I put the people that I was holding unforgiveness yeah, towards. Right. I knew who... Had hurt me. And <laughs> Write their names down. <laughs> I wrote it in, and then from there, I wrote. What was one thing from this person? One good thing about them, and that was hard to do. But I, I thought, if I'm going to look at this differently, I've got to get a new vision here. Right. So off of that, I put one thing from this person that was a good thought. Or one thing I could pray over them. And I did it for, there was a couple people that was involved, and I did it off of that. And then on the other side, as, as I was rooting off of that word unforgiveness, is things that I knew that I had to rethink about. So I had to rethink um, joy. And I would put scripture verses off of that about joy. I had to rethink peace. So what was happening was, is, as it starts with a circle, and then it starts with a lot of Mm. arms, and it starts with more circles and arms that come Mm -hmm. off of that, because I had to give myself something else to think about. 
So what was happening was, is I began to rehearse over and over. I would look at that thing. I would wake up in the middle of the night and I'd pull my sheets back out when I started to feel like overwhelmed again, or when I started getting angry, or I started getting, um, you know, where self-doubt, because all of a sudden you're like, well, wait a second. Maybe I am this terrible person. Maybe I am, the, you know, and and I had to stop. At you're those literally points. doing this, honey. You're literally, you're do, literally, literally doing. Mind map is literally doing. Second Corinthians ten, verse number three. That's where I was going. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. Right. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. That means natural or fleshy, but mighty in God. God is spirit. By the way, God is love. For pulling down what? Strongholds. And then he tells what the strongholds are. Number five, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. So she's got all this internal dialogue arguments going on in her mind, uh, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. So literally, when we talk about mind mapping, it's certainly not anything, it's just a term, but it's, it's um it's a, it's, a, it's a way to physically work out 2 Corinthians chapter number 10, talking about bringing every thought to captivity. So she's putting it out. So she, she takes the, uh, the people's names that she's having problems with. She circles them. And you said you had one good thought or whatever about that person. There's something I can then, pray about over there. Then them. she drew a hell underneath them and then lowered them into, no, just kidding. <laughs> Flames. Flames God, just bursting. <laughs> but here's but, but, but you, you were, you were, anyways, right. I don't want to take up the time talking about, but just saying that you were distinguishing um, the thoughts. You were, you were, it's the whole, the whole idea of, of having power and control of your life is that you can't control the thoughts that come in. But you can control what stays what, there. Exactly. And that's why. And if it is there, you can control it to root it out. Exactly. Yeah. So in that mind mapping, I would also put, I was writing things on there exactly what I was thinking and how I was feeling. Yeah. And then because I wrote it out, then I had to make the decision. This thought that has been running rampant in my brain, do I want to keep this thought? Is this something that I want mm. to keep? Mm -hmm. Do I, you know, do I want this thing to just have free roam in my head right. for the rest of my right, life? Right. Or am I going to take it captive and am I going to do something about it? So I would write down those things, mm. you know, um, insecurities or, you know, fears or doubts or whatever. And mm. then I would be, I would write that. And then I next to it, I would, you know, ask myself, is this a thought that I want to keep? So then I would put a great big line through it and say, this is the thought I will not keep. So in other words, any time that that thought wanted to come back in, I remembered, no, that thought has a big old X through right. it, and that's a thought that I am not going to keep and let take root in my brain. Because if, you know, it's, it's called mental rehearsing. And if I keep thinking that thing, it's going to keep growing, and it's going to take residency in my brain, which means it's going to take space in your brain. You know, some of us, you know, especially the older we get, you know, we need a lot more room for the good stuff. And if it's just filled with all kinds of worries and doubts and fears and insecurities mm -hmm. and bitterness and that unforgiveness, that is taking up real estate in our brain that I want, 
you know, I want that space for memories. I want it for good memories. I want yes. it for um, vision, mm. and I want it for practice, um, practice, practice. Peace. Talking future. Right. I find myself the older I get, the more I talk. I, I, it's a natural inclination to talk about what was, and um, and there's almost a pull there. But now I've been challenging myself. No, talk about fresh. Talk about new. Talk about vision. It's not that we don't, but I don't even want to. That you can't do anything about yesterday. No. And there's most of the stuff you can't remember, and the, and the stuff you can remember, praise God for it. But let's move on to you know. Otherwise, we become grumpy old men, grumpy old women, curmudgeons, upset well, all the time your, about and your life. Health. And you, it, it your mind, your yeah. you know, we think that well, that's just you know, I'm just you know sick. I just don't feel well. Some of those things, if we renew our minds, we're going to find our health begin to change. Talk it's about, proven scientifically. Talk about what we talked. You you said a term at lunch, and uh, we have some time. I I want to talk about that uh, for just a minute. That new. Oh, what was yeah, that you're talking yeah, yeah. about? So I I found this and and it actually put a term to thing to a thing that i had been experiencing and dealing with you know years ago on this and it's called the imposter syndrome it's an actual oh, that's what it is. Yeah, imposter term syndrome. um imposter syndrome and let me Im, she's saying imposter. imposter imposter syndrome just so you know and let me give you this it's it's the By scientific the way, like and share this yeah. right now and then write say write that just in comments that imposter syndrome and maybe be many of you that can do stuff like that to help the person next that doesn't catch it um and then write the scripture verses down in the comments because the more comments we get the more it changes the algorithm um so that people more people can see this if that makes sense to you it's the way that's set up in facebook because our our the whole goal of this right now and and we get so passionate about this is that we do know life can change for the better it, it if, if we can just get this mind renewed there's so many things that god is just begging you to do right. he has laid out a destiny and a purpose and some people you know we're always going well i don't understand what my destiny is i don't understand what my purpose is god hasn't spoken to me what that is and it's because he's like, I need you to deal with some things that you've been thinking wrong about mm -hmm. because you'll never step out in faith and you'll never step out in courage if you're constantly thinking the old way that you've been thinking. And so this imposter syndrome, let me, I'm just yeah. going to read to you what the scientific term is. It's the inability to internalize our strengths and our accomplishments it's a psychological pattern in which an individual doubts their skills, talents, or accomplishments, and has a persistent internalized fear of being exposed as a fraud. Mm. So what we're doing is, is we're, you know, is that, and I said this on that Sunday, I said, you know, if I was to say to you, hey, in your comments down below, write five things that you just can't stand about yourself, five things, you know, your total weaknesses, we would all be like, uh, five, let me give you 10. But if I was to say, write down five things that you are great at, five things that are your strengths and your accomplishments, we, we would, a, a lot of us, would struggle with that because we don't see 
the accomplishments. We don't see our strengths. We don't see that God-given unique success in our lives. We struggle with that. And if that imposter syndrome is kicked up in our lives, because we're always going to be thinking that, well, I can't do that. Mm. I can't step out and do that because I'm really not good at that. And therefore, people are going to think I'm a fake and I'm a fraud and I'm a phony at this. So why even try? It's, it's like, you know, if you were always brought up in poverty, um, we actually had a pastor that told us this years ago. And he said, you know, whenever I struggle with vision in ministry of like, how is something going to get paid for in ministry? And how is God going to bring finances into, into this situation? He would go downtown Chicago, and he would go to one of the nicest you know, hotel lobbies. And he would go and get a coffee and he would sit in that lobby and he would just people watch. He would just, you know, get the mindset that I, I can sit, I can sit here. Sit amongst the wealthy. Amongst the, and, yeah. And, 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 and try to acclimate in, in the situation to raise his faith up to right. go, wait a second, they're no better than me. Right. They put their pants on this morning just like I put on. Right. And I thought that was, that was a pretty cool way of, of um, a possible way of elevating your faith towards something. Exactly. You know? Because to see something different. Because on the inside, that <clears throat> imposter syndrome is kicked up in your life, you're always going to say, I'll never have better. I'll never be able to accomplish anything of great success. I'll well, never be able to do this because I'm a fake. I'm a phony. I don't have any. I didn't hear. I've never, heard, I've never heard of that phrase in my life. Yeah. And you're saying, and you were telling me about it. Said, oh my God, listen, this, this is incredible. And you, you were saying, I've dealt with that in my life. And I thought I have too. I think those that are watching yeah. us, you have too. I, mean, I don't know who has. And I remember a time I sat and um, well, I went to a, and people heard me tell the story before, but it, it really rang true for me today. Um, and I went to a, a, a pastor's conference and I walked in there, I was by myself, and I, I was overwhelmed with the feeling of not belonging. I didn't feel like I belonged in that space. And um, here, this was about maybe 10, 12, probably about 12, 13 years ago, something like that, whatever it was. And, um, and, um, and, 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 and I, I knew a lot of people there, but they were kind of mingled with other people. They didn't want to bother them and stuff. And so it, it reminded me of going to school for the first time. Everybody had their friends, and I had never been yeah. there at that school before, and I felt like the outcast. And I, I was just overwhelmed with the feeling of get out of here, fight or flight, you know? And, uh, and so I went to the bathroom. I went to a stall. I said, Lord, I got to help me here. I'm kind of overwhelmed. I felt like I did not belong. I, I, I was real. Now I'm realizing I was going through this imposter syndrome of feeling like I'm a fraud. I don't fit. I have nothing to uh, gel with these people, and, and they're all going to know it. And, and I don't know where I belong, and we're even though where to sit. Finally, I fought it. I said, "No, I'm gonna. I'm, I'm a man of God. I'm going to go in there." I sat in the back, and next thing I know. Um, a friend of ours had come up and said, uh, Jeff Pruitt, oh my goodness, and sat down and called all the people at the table and literally made that whole next 15 minutes about me and said, tell us, nobody in this room, nobody's got three locations and you've got three churches. At the time we had three churches. He said, and tell us how you do it. This is what we want. Tell us. And so I was able to share with him. I'm thinking, oh my God, the whole time I'm feeling like I've got nothing to say. I'm a fraud. Uh, everybody's going to figure it out that I've got, you know, I'm just this. And I, and I knew that wasn't true. But I had to fight through it because exactly. my mind was screaming, just leave. Mm -hmm. And yet I was chosen in that moment to have something to say. Exactly. And that's the thing with, with you. And what you, you know, what you might be going through right now, you, if you allow that worry, that 
fear, that intimidation, that imposter syndrome, that old way of thinking to dictate your life, you are Mm going to miss out on some of the greatest opportunities. Mm -hmm. You're going to miss out on some joy and peace, and you're going to miss out on a destiny and purpose and and be able to speak into other people's lives and be able to change the generation that's, that's coming up behind you. That's what we got to think about. And you know, and and listen, we talk about the mind, it does not mean we got this thing mastered. I think I talk about the mind so much because I need to be well, reminded sure. so much Absolutely. of how I need to change my way of thinking. And and it's never too late. You know, we get in that place and I'm like, man, if I would have just thought about this and I could have did this for my kids or I could have did this, you know, in ministry or, you know, all those different things. But it's never too late. You can literally start right now and change. You can change your health. You can change the atmosphere in your home. You can change, um, you know, there's some people, listen, you're working a job that you are miserable in. But for some reason, you bought the lie that this is the only thing that you're able to do. You could never step out. You don't have education and you don't have, you know, you've never been in a situation where you could do better. And, you know, maybe I don't have the right clothes. I don't have the right look. I don't have this. Who's been telling you this? You have. Mm. Maybe somebody else has been telling you this. That's not what Jesus has been telling you. Because Jesus tells you, you can do all things through Christ. He, he tells you, think about all these other things that you could be thinking on. And when you do, it will definitely change your atmosphere. It will change. Once you begin to change the way you think, you'll act differently. Well, it's the thing, same old adage about, you know, well, the devil made me do it. Right. You know, we know the enemy does attack us. We do know that the enemy can plant thoughts into our minds, no doubt about that, or plan certain strategic things against us. There's no doubt about that. But I think we're giving the devil way too much credit here. Oh, yeah. Um, that, that, in other words, making us feel powerless like we can't change it. Well, the devil made me do it, therefore that's the reason why I did that. Well, that right there, that whole premise is a lie because greater is he that is in you than he that's in the world. So, that, so when we're talking about God and the devil, God's always going to win. Light always always wins over darkness but the real truth of the matter is is that uh, we're you know our thought life that that, that's inside of us is what's controlling our lives right and therefore what the moment we take charge with like you know pastor robin was saying a moment ago and we begin to change the image now we see start to see change happen and we can't we no longer use the excuse well the devil made me do it because the devil didn't make you sleep with your secretary (laughs) if i could just put it to you that way no you your thoughts there was thoughts that were going and going and going and going and then opportunity came maybe the devil opened the door of opportunity but it was birthed a long time ago in your in your thought life but if your thought life was like joseph when opportunity came for him to lie with another man's wife, his his thoughts were already renewed. I cannot do that. Right. This is my master's wife. He has put everything in my trust. I cannot sin against the God of heaven, and and so therefore he couldn't do it. He couldn't right. do it because he had already his thought life. It was already planted inside of him. Right. You know, so, and it, it you know it's these toxic thoughts that we deal with. Mm-hmm. If we, I mean, if we don't deal with it, let me just put it that way. If we don't deal with it. That toxicity, toxicity will... Toxicity? Uh, toxicity? Tux, put it in the comments how to say that correctly. <laughs> <laughs> you know that, to- that bad thinking. Toxicity, right? Toxic, tox... Um, we could spend the rest of the time just to- trying to say it. <laughs> <laughs> trying to figure out how to say it. Can't but it when out. we allow it to 
you know, negative thinking to run through, uh, you know, th- run through our body. Right. It it releases so many different chemicals. Yeah. In in within our bodies that. You know, we are dealing with sickness, and the and and your body doesn't know how to deal because it wasn't created to deal with that toxicity. Oh, I said Tox, it again. Tox, I think it you hit it right. I think you hit it right, but then you got like shy about it until you backed out. It wasn't meant to deal with that negative thinking, so it is releasing these chemicals and it is doing stuff in your body. That if you will just begin to renew your mind, if you will just begin to rethink the way that you think about things, you will find your body begins to change. Your mind begins to, to get transformed. It begins, you know, lighter, peace. You begin mm-hmm. to think differently. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. people go, well, I can't do that because, you know, uh, somebody was, I remember somebody telling me one time, well, I can't get that kind of a job because, you know, I don't have money for clothes and that kind of stuff. And I'm like, who told you that? Right. You know, you bought this lie that you have to go and spend a ton of money to buy these certain clothes so that you can look a certain way so therefore you can have a certain job. And you know what? When you start re- renewing your mind, you're going to find deals and you're going to find ways to dress a certain so, way. So, you're going to so, go to Goodwill and you're going to find name brand things. All these things Sometimes I think people change. talk themselves out of it. They, they, they do. don't really, that's not really the, problem the problem is they don't think they're good enough to have that job Their thought life is saying right you because of you because of where you came from because of what's happened to you because of you know the way you look or the way you sound this is <clears throat> the only life this is the box that you have to live within and god is saying i want you to break out of that box and you can do it by renewing your mind to the word of god you know when um, you know, when they were up to fight against the giants and they're Bingo. like, you know yeah. what? No, the uh, we're grasshoppers in the in those giants, you know, eyes. That's how they think about us. They never asked a giant, hey, what do you think about us? Do you think that we look like little grasshoppers? No, they thought that there, in their own mind. There's zero minds. report of them having conversations right. with the giants. They were there to spy. Right. So the giant, they never had a conversation, but yet they assumed they assumed that they were like grasshoppers in the sight of the right. giants. Never so, had asked them no. what they what that view was, and so their or their opinion, and so they had already made up their mind, if mm-hmm. you will, that they were too small for the job. So they were trying to talk themselves out of it. They're, we're going to appear small to them, and they're going to take us out easily. And of course, you had Joshua and Caleb who were able to able to say, "Well, basically, the bigger they are, the harder they're going to fall. If God before us, no one can be against it." I'm preaching now, and the reason for that is because because they believed they believed in the Lord their God that that that, that was possible, and and so um, let me let me do this because <clears throat> I know we're getting in, we're really, and I want yeah, you to end with this. Let me just give you because we've talked about renewing your mind. We talked about you've got to get into the Word of yeah. God and to find out what the Word says about you. Yeah. But let me just give you, you know, um, where you can have control over over your thought life. All right, and how you can do that. And um, and I lost my one page. Oh, no, here it is. All right. The process of bringing every thought into captivity, because we talked about, about that. So real quick, you got to understand that thoughts are real and they have actual anatomy. They Thoughts have essence. They have essence. Right. They have real estate in your brain. They literally, if, if your brain was dissected at this moment, you would see thought life right. because it's physical in there. And you know that means that whatever you think about will grow. So if you want negative to grow or positive to grow, that's what you've got to think on. 
And you got to increase conscious awareness of your thoughts and how you're feeling because we put feelings to our thoughts. Right. So, you know, it's like, you know, when a song comes on and instantly you feel a certain way, sure. you, you know, because a, a thought has this emotion to it. Right. So you've got to understand that there's emotions that are connected to your feelings. So you're always wondering, why do I always feel this way? It's because you put an emotion to that thought. Well, the thought and the feeling, right? Right. Makes it real. Exactly. So it's perception. Perception is reality. Then comes the emotion which is what the emoting. So in other words, my thought and my feelings makes it real because that's my now that's now my perception and now I'm going to emote. I'm going to physically show emotion toward that. I'm going to grant it its access because it's real to me even though it's not. Right. Whether it be good or whether it be negative. And that's why you can change the emotion right. connected to a thought. You know, you can think about, well, this happened now that, you know, that makes me angry, that makes me, you know, um, sad, that makes me depressed. Well, now, because you can take that thought captive and you can now say, I can change my emotion that I've connected to that right. thought. I can change my emotion to it. So it's not always going to be a, an emotion that physically makes me sick or physically is toxic to me. I can say, I can begin to now look at that thought and say, I can change the emotion now to peace mm. because I know my God reigns in that area. Amen. I know that I have, you know, that, that God has set me free in that area. So now when I think of that thing, I change my emotion to, Amen. I am more than a conqueror. I have freedom through Jesus Christ. So we got to change the emotion that is set to that. And you can build new memories over old memories. The promises of God are yes and amen, the Bible says, right? Right. And the promise of God are yes and amen. So in other words, God's needing us to say yes, and so be it. That's what amen means. Right. Um, he, in other words, God's still involved, but we've got to change this. I've got to, I've got to come into the power of agreement. I've got to believe God. Honey, we're out of time. Yeah. I don't mean to rush it, but let's pray for the folks. Um, and uh, I want you to, no, you start. You start praying, and I, I'm just going to be led by the Spirit here for just right. a minute. <clears throat> Father, I thank you tonight. That, Father, that your word is true. Oh, glory. Hallelujah. Thank we you, We might King. be dealing with, with facts mm. in life. Mm. Thank the you, The facts Lord. might be that we've lost a job. The facts yes. might be that, you know, this person God, betrayed us. The facts might be that we were abused as a child. The facts yes. might be all these different things, but Father God, the truth mm -hmm. is mm -hmm. that you reign. The truth is, Father God, that you can make all things new. Hallelujah. The truth is, is that that was our old Glory creation. That was our old creature, Father God. But you, Father God, through transforming us, make us new again. That's the truth of the Word of God. Mm. That's the truth of our situation. Mm. So I pray for the people that are hearing me tonight, that hope begins to arise in them, that a new excitement begins to arise, now, that they Jesus. can look at the facts of their life and say, now let me mm. put truth to that fact. Let me put the truth of God's word in Hallelujah. there because it can change. It yes. can be transformed. And mm. I thank you, Father God, that you are renewing our minds, Father God, that you gave us that ability. You, you designed Spirit. us. Yes. You created this body that we're in. You created this brain. You created this mind yes. that no matter what the enemy wants to throw at us, no matter what 
things and situations mm. and people have thrown at us, Father God. You say that we can be renewed. You say that we can have the joy of the Lord. You say, Father God, that we can walk in peace. We, that we've got the mind of Christ. That's what you. That's the truth of your word. So I pray, Father God, over people right now. Let that excitement, mm. let joy, let 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 new hope begin to stir on the inside of them, mm. Father God, that their destiny and purpose is theirs and that they can accomplish yes. everything, Father yes. God, that you've laid out before them. And I speak and declare over all those who feel overwhelmed tonight. They're feeling overwhelmed by just life and trouble and different things that are going on in their world. I speak the freedom of God in you. I speak peace over you tonight in Jesus' precious name today, wherever you happen to be, whatever you happen to be viewing this. I declare over you now and your children freedom and peace in the name of Jesus Christ. There's somebody that I'm talking to uh, that... Um, uh, you're overwhelmed by the children. Um, it's almost as if, uh, yes, Lord, I think that's what, that's what I'm seeing is that uh, the kids are now in your care, maybe a grandmother that is taking in children uh, that um, unexpectedly because of their kids, maybe going off to prison or jail or sick or just running around, whatever, and now you've got the kids in your care and you're overwhelmed. I'm here to tell you God is going to help you. God is going to send the finances and God is going to send peace in your home and in this situation in Jesus' mighty name. is a woman by the name of Di Diane, and I believe that's the situation that you're going through right now. God is touching you, but there's many others as well. People are feeling overwhelmed with their finances right now and don't know what to do. God's about to do something right now. I, I hear the Lord say, you sowed a seed in season and he's not gonna forget. Hang on to the right. promise of God. God is gonna give you your harvest. It's coming in Jesus' precious name. And so Lord, we release this word. Our minds are being renewed, Father God. We thank you for the power. You didn't leave us powerless. You gave us your word. Right. And therefore we will stand upon that, Lord God, and watch our mind be renewed. Our words versus your words. We're gonna choose yours. And we give you praise for it tonight in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. And amen.